I supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. Not a game. Slap that score 30. What are we even talking about, man? We're talking about sports here. Alright, guys. We're back again with another NBA pull-up. It's a special edition. We're here today specifically to talk about the trade deadline that just passed us. I think at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern today, uh February the 10th. It's a big day. Uh, the NBA never disappoints. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, were you guys attached to your phone all afternoon? I, I honestly, I work from home. I hope my employer's not watching this, but it was very hard for me to get any work done. I was on my computer. I was on my phone. I was trying to get all the information because it just it seemed like one thing hit, and then all the dominoes just fell from there, and then just started trade after trade after trade. But uh, were you guys plugged in all afternoon? To, to this morning, this morning when I woke up, I turned on my Twitter notifications. I didn't have them on. <laughs> so this morning, I, I expected watch bombs. I expected some Shams yeah, bombs. They did not disappoint. Whatever he's calling it nowadays. Uh, Sham was getting the better of, of watch for the most part, though, and he has been uh, lately. We can get into that another day. Um, it's funny, but, though. I, I, just on that real quick, it's funny because uh, Sham would report like, so-and-so gets traded from this team and then Waj, not to be outdone would either like add something onto that or do it from the other side and be like oh well the the nets received uh simmons instead of uh, harden you know go the other way around blah 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 just, you would add in like the draft picks maybe you know that <laughs> that that shams left out yeah the uh, details the, the details that nobody like really gives yeah, a fuck about for sure for sure real punctual the watch late but punctual <clears throat> Nah, man, just uh, I actually worked today and I didn't have my phone on. I was just keeping up with the group chat, uh, or I tried to. I had like 241 missed messages, so I yeah, assumed that the trick. One of those days. No, no, those days. yeah, so I assumed it, but uh, shit, man, it feels good to be on with you guys. Justin couldn't join us today, but we had to get on because of the NBA trade deadline just went crazy yesterday and especially today. Uh, so welcome everybody who's and welcome everyone who's watching. We're from Texas. The Valley from San Antonio, from New Braunfels, and uh, let's just get into yeah. it, man. Welcome, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to the show. Whoever who's ever who's never been here, cheers. If it's your first time watching or hearing or listening to us, cheers, cheers, cheers to this trade deadline episode. Boys. And you know, uh, we we are on uh, Spotify, um, Apple, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter also. And, you know, for those of you guys who are watching us, uh, you know, I'm wearing a Spurs shirt. The Spurs were involved in some trades, but a team that was not involved in Duran, I got to say, I like your Yeah, your let's, let's, let's <laughs> pop the Before we get into the teams that actually did something today, uh, right. I want to stop and talk about the Lakers. Ron, oh, are you disappointed man. that your team was not involved in the trades? They're, they're in the buyout market. That's what they said they're, they're looking at. Uh, they're looking this, towards this the summer because. Yeah, I'm. I'm done, bro. Like, I'm just going to let the season play out. Like, I'm fucking done, bro. It's it's just a mess. When when Magic Johnson says that he don't want to fuck with you no more, that's it, bro. You've done something wrong, you and know? That he, and that's because he fucks everything. And that's because they had the, they had the news about Jerry West and the Lakers' uh, relationship being irreparable. 
You know, this yeah. that's not good PR right there. Bro, James Worthy, player. James Worthy is our TV guy with Robert Ori after the games. And uh -huh. I mean, there's just been clips of him slumped over in disbelief. He's gone on a rant and about had it with the Lakers as well. Um, but it's crazy that they didn't make any move. There were some rumors out there um about possibly like a, a Dennis Schroeder reunion. Um God. Yeah, possibly. Like uh, all, all the players in the league, and let's go get a guy that we've already yeah, had and has proven that he's not the one because we traded him away. But you know what? Maybe it'll work this time. Around. I think the, that's the, the tweet Lakers that you, fucking mentality right now. I think the tweet that uh, I think you retweeted it, Ben, or you put it somewhere that uh, they were looking for a fringe starter. That's what they were they were yeah. going for. There was another they, one they that, that, that that came out, but after the deadline that had Christian Wood. And John Wall for Russell Westbrook and picks. Um, Dude, I would have so, taken that. Wood's a beast, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I've been saying the Lakers needed Wood or Eric Gordon, but crazy that the Lakers, you know, after losing a game in yesterday, you know, to a shorthanded Blazers team due to trading yeah. their team away and committing to the tank, and they come out there with Yusuf Nurkic and Anthony Simons and <laughs> beat LeBron and AD. No Russ. The problem, yeah. you know. Was the, on the reason bench. why the uh -huh. Lakers sucked didn't even play, so it was a LeBron and AD show, and now it's all oh, AD didn't show up. Um, I think yeah. the Lakers, bro, with making no trades, you know, I think that they they're laying down. I think Sorry, they're laying I, down. They're I, fed up with Russ. There... There's been so many clips of, of Russ on the bench trying to talk to them, and they're kind of just like, yeah, 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 all right, whatever, whatever, you know, like go sit down, dog. Uh, I like don't maybe know. in the fourth quarter when he's trying to pump him up because he's been benched, he hasn't played the fourth quarters anymore. <laughs> it's it's bad when your max $44 million player a year can't play the fourth quarter, dog. Is this the Lakers' eulogy? Are, are we at their funeral right now? Is this it right this now? For the Lakers in 2022? I just, think, I just think that they're so far gone. They're so far gone that nobody wants their players. They make too much money, and, and I don't think uh, – uh, how financially it makes sense for anyone to go and get one of their players or for them to, you know, work with the Sonic. It's just, nobody wants them. The situation's bad. We're just going to have to swallow the pill. Some miracle happens and, you know, LeBron returns to his glory days. AD returns to bubble, you know, AD. And sure, we, a we get a deep run. Hey, injuries. We've seen injuries can happen. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen to the Lakers. Maybe we get lucky. Maybe we get a Toronto Raptor situation where, you know, Kawhi wins yeah. it for them when they played against a team who was totally, the, totally. The thing is, they're road, they're road in. I mean, they're probably going to be in the play-in for sure. If not, you know, right now they're sitting at the ninth seed, two games back of the T-Wolves, I believe it is. or yeah. And the Pelicans are right behind them. You know, the Pelicans – did make some moves that we're going to talk about. So the race is going to get tight, bro. Uh, there's a lot to figure out over there. And I know a lot of Lakers fans are saying, you know, everybody just needs to be healthy and they need to figure it out. LeBron came nice out and said, right yeah, that there's a lot of fog. They just got to get through the fog. The fog, mm -hmm. the fog has to clear out. But I, if the fog, everybody in the Lakers thinks the fog is Russell Westbrook. If he ain't gone, you know, the fog's going to stay there till summer. That's what's gonna yeah. happen. Two things, man. Two things, so I can I can end on the Lakers. One, we we all know the NBA season is two parts: pre All Star game and post All Star game. 
So we'll see. However they come out after the All-Star game is going to determine how though. It's like coming out in the third quarter. You know, you come out in the third quarter swinging, you got a chance to win the game. So we'll see, you know, how that happens. Two, could it be like a Tom Brady situation for LeBron? Like what else do you have to prove? You know, you won in the East. You're yeah. arguably the two, you know, the top two player, greatest players of all time. You went to LA, you won, even though it was in the bubble. Like what more, you know, do you need to prove? He said he's going to stick around, though, Ron. Like, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, he wants to play, with his, son. to play with his son. And then, what, like, what after concerns, that, you know. It's, but you don't just post till that, bro. Yeah, no, what, what concerns me the most is Le- LeBron is still, for the most part, he's putting up numbers. And if you look at the box score, you know, he's still getting his 25 a game, still get, giving you his assists. He's still, you know, he was impacting the game at center for a stretch here for the Lakers. And that's just the problem. I think the Lakers as an organization as a whole and LeBron too gets some blame here because we all know the, the nickname that's going around, the GM, the uh, general manager over here. Um, they, they kind of failed him and he's failed himself with the, the pieces that he's chosen to put around him. I know AD, when he's there, he's still the top 10-ish player. Um, he got showed up big time against uh, Giannis, I think, when they matched up there against the Bucks. Oh, yeah. But, um, otherwise, you know, the, the Russell Westbrook move, that's a complete miss right now, but LeBron, he still can't impact the game that he used to. So I don't know if he can turn back the clock here. I know Ron's saying there's two seasons and that's very true. Teams do turn it up towards the end of the year, but I just don't think they have it to turn up. Like they're asking Malik Monk to be a consistent player. And we all know Malik Monk is as streaky as they come when he's on, he's on, but when he's missing, he can't, he can't hit the, what's it called? The broad side of a barn or whatever the. The Canadian same is he, he just can't hit a bucket, Caldwell so. Pope too Yeah, he, I mean, he's a little uh, offensively a little bit more skilled than KCP, but, I mean, he doesn't give you much on defense where KCP helped out there. And guys like THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, been a big <laughs> whiff for them this year. They were trying to get rid of him. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it for the Lakers this year. Even if LeBron somehow decides to turn back the clock for a little bit, even then I still don't know if it's going to be enough it's- in a seven-game series. If they just couldn't get up for the game last night, bro, the game where they were just they were nine point favorites, no yep. bus. Like, and it's a how shame can you not beat these yeah. guys, bro. It's, and it's a shame because Lebr- <laughs> LeBron is still giving you good minutes, good numbers. Like his, if they his, actually his were per, doing their part. His gosh. points per game prop betting is like 28, 29. Yeah. 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 He's still doing his he's still doing his job, still getting his but numbers. But it's not but... translating into dubs because yeah, they can't so be relying do. on LeBron to be dropping 30 in in February and January. They need that in, in March and June, bro. Dude, Vogel, Vogel's so done too. Like you see him at the press conferences, dude does not want to yeah. be there. It, it like, sucks that they're done. It sucks that they're wasting or you know, LeBron again gets blame here in terms of the, the roster decisions, but the they're wasting away the last good years of LeBron James because he still it's, is giving us good good moments, but um, gonna be in vain because like, he's not gonna win another. Hey, title. hey, this is way too much fucking. Yeah, that's about ten minutes. a trade deadline where they didn't make a damn. They didn't Patrick Beverly said. Patrick Beverly said, "If Braun wants to play, we gonna play." I will yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> and get right. into these trade. And get well, into these we we pulled up the gra- we pulled up the graphic here for those of you guys that are watching. We got our little game plan. We're gonna go over all the big trades and then end with some talk there at the end. And uh, get into some maybe uh, some business about Sunday and, and lead you guys on to some things that we might be talking about in the next few days. But without further ado, let's get to the big trade. The, the trade that I, I don't think – what's that? 
Run it down first. Oh, you oh, want me to run it down? Listeners, okay. for the for the audio right, for only the, people. For, for yeah. the audio only guys, we're yeah, gonna go audio over the, only the, the the pretty big trades here. The Harden and Simmons swap uh, with Brooklyn and Philly. Uh, we're gonna do the Sabonis and Halliburton trade that happened, uh, I think, yesterday uh, between uh, Indy and Sacramento. Uh, CJ McCullum going to the Pelicans, breaking up that backcourt with Damian Lillard that ultimately didn't really uh, do much. Um, and then the Mavs uh, ending the Porzingis project. Uh, they're they're trading him um, over to the I'm, – I'm blanking out on the team. Um, Wizards. To the Wizards, Wizards for Dinwiddie. And then my San Antonio Spurs, finally. Looks like they might be committing to the rebuild. They pull off two trades. Uh, Thaddeus Young, who hadn't been really in the in the lineup for the past couple of weeks, gets traded for a first-round pick, and Derek White also included in that trade, uh, DeJounte Murray's backcourt mate. And like I said, we're going to get into some other talk along the way. But without further ado, are you guys ready? Let's, let's do fucking it. do it, dog. All right, let's get into it. Ben can take the lead on, on, on this one because that's his boy right there. That's, right. The only, this, that's the only reason Ben has a beard because of this guy. This yeah, is the, the blockbuster trade. This is about as big as it gets, really, when you talk about superstars kind of in their prime, um, depending how you guys view each player. Uh, they're both, for all intents and purposes, all NBA guys. Uh, Nets, they trade. James Harden and Paul Millsap, and they get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a 2022 first-round pick, and then another first-round pick all the way down the line where I think our kids will be more interested in this pick, <laughs> the 2028 draft. Uh, the Nets also get a first-round pick from the Sixers in this one. Guys, Ben, I, I want you to comment on this first because you've been talking about this trade happening. Do you think this is a, a fleecing, or do you see – do you see it here for both sides? That, that, was, that was the big debate, Roland. But first, let's just get to this was the obvious trade. This is the one we all knew was going to happen based on Daryl Morey being the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden was his gem. It's what made Daryl Morey's career. He traded for James Harden from the Thunder to the Rockets. Franchise player, MVP, much success. If he has a chance to get him back and then with Joel Embiid, the favorite to win MVP at the moment. I mean, bro, like you said, everybody was saying it was a fleece because you see, oh, they gave up Simmons, who was – he wasn't even a pulse for the Sixers. He was a dead body. He wasn't playing. Um, You know, they weren't missing anything with him. And then they give up Seth Curry. I think that's where a lot of people had a problem. But you were either, you were either going to have to give with Seth Curry, who's probably, you know, way better than the deal that he's on, knockdown shooter – or one of the young cats in Thibault and Maxi, guys that they actually hit with in the draft you, that they see yeah. potential in. You know what I mean? So it was either you give up the young guys or you give up Seth Curry. They kept some youth on the team. You know what I mean? They kept it makes sense. It makes sense. Andre Drummond is whatever. Yes, the Nets need a center. Andre Drummond isn't a starting center. He's a guy who doesn't even get minutes in the playoffs. So I, I don't think that Andre Drummond's relevant, maybe for that team. Just for a couple make, of fouls and some rebounds here and there. It, it'll make do, yeah. But honestly, yeah. did did the 76ers get better here? Yes. Yeah. Did yeah. the Nets get better here? Yes. Both teams did get better. But, I mean, you got James Harden and Joel Embiid now, bro. Uh, the things that can be done with that combo. Yeah. If Doc Rivers don't get this shit right and get Joel Embiid to a finals, um, it, 
Doc Rivers might be on the chopping block, but I think it was a win-win for both teams, honestly. Ben Simmons helps out the Nets a lot. He fits really well for them. He can play what he can be their Draymond Green for the Nets. That's what he can be. You know what I mean? Just a better point guard. Um, so I like it for both teams. The whole fleecing, like, oh my God, what did the 76ers give up all of that for? They kept their youth, and that's what they valued more. Tyrese Maxey, a lot of people hold him in high regards already. And Thibault, people say that he's the next big defensive star. And you're going to need the defense. You're going to need the defense if you're getting Harden, who everybody likes. You got Danny Green and Harden up there. Yeah, Yeah. you're going to need some defense in there. Not for sure. And I think the thing that a lot of people also are missing is that Ben Simmons was never going to lace it up again for the 76ers. He was never going to play again for them. Never. I mean, so you get him off of your team and you get James Harden to pair him up with Embiid. I'll do that all day. Um, Again, I think uh, both teams got better, but uh, not a fleecing. I do like the the Harden and Embiid mix. I saw some people saying that Harden and Dwight Howard didn't necessarily work out so well. I think this is a little bit different. Embiid's a Embiid lot more skilled Howard. offensively. Yeah, this is way um, oh, this is way different. So I definitely like the pairing. I, I want to see how that works out because Harden's a very skilled passer, um, and who knows what um, Embiid's going to be able to do with a guy like Harden. Ron, what, what's your take on this trade? Are you um, are you looking to the either of these teams to come out of the East now? Dude, I've, I fucking love this trade. I love this trade because it, nobody really got hosed here. You know, if, if you're Philly, just like Ben said, you had a guy who's on the couch that doesn't want to be in your team. Then you can insert somebody like James Harden who, let's face it, doesn't want to play defense. But you don't need that on your team. You need you need some guys who can score, and then yep. James Harden can get you there. Exactly. You know, for, Brooklyn, for Brooklyn, you have three guys who want the ball. Obviously, that's not working. One guy might not even play because he doesn't want to get his damn shot. So another point to that is if there is Kyrie trouble in the future for him not wanting to get the shot, you still have KD and Simmons who can handle the rock the way Kyrie would kind of handle the rock. They're different sizes. Simmons is bigger, but he's still your point guard. And Kevin Durant, yeah. yeah, so Kevin Durant doesn't have to handle the ball all the time. And if you're Brooklyn, you don't want KD having to play both ways, having which usually they don't do, but KD's not going to guard your best guy and then go be good on the offensive side. Now you put Simmons, you know, on the other team's best guy. KD can kind of chill, relax, save up some energy, and then go ball out on the offensive side. Uh, I love this trade. I really like it a lot. I'm glad that it happened because I'm I'm a James Harden fan a little bit. I mean, you, you a kind little of bit there, Ron. You're, you're not so much of a hater. You're not so much of a hater on James Harden because he's one of the yeah. guys that you that you hate. Yeah, I mean, you want you want to see you you want to see guys like well, I guess it's more to me the Joel Embiid side. The guy goes out, he balls, he plays, and he says what's on his mind, and that's what I like about him. You want yeah. guys like that in the finals. Those are the guys that you root for, you know, who kind of don't stick to, you know, the script, and that's the way jo- uh, Joel Embiid is. Get this guy to the finals, like Ben said. Get hard into the finals, okay. you know. I mean, both these teams are in the East, so it can't happen, but you root for guys like this. I'm glad that it happened. I think everybody should be happy. Yeah. Now, let's just let's just hope that it goes down the way we think it's going to go down. Hopefully Simmons the, isn't a problem yeah. for Brooklyn the way he was in Philly, which I don't think he will be. And hopefully Harden can stay healthy because don't forget about that hamstring. 
And I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say two things before I'll, I'll let Ben give his closing thoughts on this before we move on, is that the Nets on one hand, oh, excuse me here, having some sound troubles. Uh, the Nets on one hand, very disappointing. The big three, they only played 16 games together in total. Kyrie, uh, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. So very, very uh, disappointing uh, from that aspect. But um, on the other hand, uh, the one thing I was going to say about this is, um, shit, I just blanked out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I just blanked in, out. In, in those I'll 16 say, games, though, they had a really good record in those yeah, 16 games. Yeah, 13-3. I was going to say they were 13-3, yeah. So, but, Roland, just one of the biggest things. and it, Oh, it oh my bad, like, my bad. The, uh, the, I got it. This, and it's real, real sort of quick. Yeah, point. yeah. Um, the one thing I was going to say is uh, – James Harden already opted in for the next year. And that was a, a big thing that everybody was talking okay. about. And said, right. if James Harden um, only plays for the next couple of months and then he decides to leave, uh, well, then you're, you're screwed and you only got a rental. Well, that goes out of the window because he already opted in for another year. So that's a sign of good faith uh, that he's going to be there for um, longer than just I, the next couple of months. I should, I, I, I'm going to say something before Ben closes it out. I, uh, somebody sent this in the chat and you know me. I'm a Bron fan. And when Kyrie was the issue, I said it. Kyrie's a problem. He goes to Boston. He's a problem. He goes to Brooklyn. He's a problem. And you guys said this in the chat. When him and Harden, I mean, yeah, when him and Harden were in the locker room, Kyrie starts lighting up some sage because they were in Cleveland and supposedly there's still bad juju there. And Harden's across the locker from him having this look on his face like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So apparently those guys didn't get along. So yeah. that's something else that I kind of like is, you know, get Harden outward from, from where he doesn't want to be. And we need to address this Kyrie situation, bro. This is an issue. That's the main thing. The big three work. They went 13 and three, but he's the issue. He's the problem, man. And it sucks because we couldn't see this. This was like the, the the most hypothetical big three ever, and we didn't even get to see yeah. it come to fruition, bro. And and honestly, um, I think uh, not having a title really bugs James Harden, and he knew like the the thing that took over is like, oh, James Harden's a problem now with the Nets. He doesn't want to play. He's injured. Oh, now he's healthy. But like all this was because of the way that Kyrie was acting, and nobody checking Kyrie. We were talking to the group chat, Kobe or even LeBron, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let this shit, you know, slide, yeah. bro. We're trying here to win a title. We're in our window. You can only play away games. And that only started, you know, so late in the season. You can't play home games. It's an issue. It's an issue, bro. When KD's hurt and I'm hardened and I'm having to play with Nick Claxton, Blake Griffin, and Patty Mills at home, yeah. you know, against but, the Bucks. Uh, he didn't sign up for that. Exactly. exactly. Harden didn't sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Let KD and deal I, with that shit. I just hope let's hope that they meet up in the in the playoffs. Yeah. These two teams. I want to yeah, see uh, that shit. I'm gonna I, I was gonna get into this at the end of the show, but I guess it's the most relevant here because we were talking about how the Sixers kept their youth. Um is this is this something that the NBA you know how the NBA was trending toward big three super teams? Now you're seeing teams that aren't the big three's not working. And then you see the Suns make it to the finals last year. You see the Bucks, you know, make it to the finals last year. So is is our super teams finally 
not working? Is it finally not good for the game? Too many egos might just be a problem, and some guys can't work with it because that's what happened. That's what broke this one up. This whole Kyrie situation yeah. of not being a, wanting to be a team player and actually chase this title with this opportunity that they have. You know, like Roland said, Harden didn't sign up for that, and I think mm -hmm. it's just uh, case by case, Ron. To be honest, I mean, yeah, yeah, because then you have then you have the AD, the Braun, and the Russ situation that didn't work out either. The Warriors were dominant all those years. Yes, they got Kevin Durant late. But it was the core. It came from the draft. They drafted Curry. They drafted yeah. uh, uh, damn, the other Splash brother. I can't uh, talk. Uh, yeah, Clay. Yeah, Clay. You know, and then they build up that team. Yeah. So maybe we're seeing the end of the whole super team thing, man, because there is a lot of young talent out there. I mean, Cleveland is a prime example. Uh, John Moran and the Grizzlies, another prime example of teams that are doing, you know, really well. The Bulls, you know, yeah. another team. We don't necessarily maybe need these super teams anymore. Right. No, you're right. All right. Well, that was the big blockbuster trade. And before we move on to the next one, it is we talking about sports, and we are here with a NBA pull-up trade sped, uh, trade deadline special. Um, we're going to be doing these NBA pull-ups throughout the year, but we had to come to you guys today with this the trade deadline, and we're breaking it down. And we just got through the first trade. So before we uh, uh, get on to the next one, um, anything else you guys want to say on this? Or are you guys completely good on this um, Simmons? Good. That's it. That's All it. Right. Whoever, whoever thinks, whoever has an opinion on the trade, drop it in the comment box, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know, like, let us know what's up. It, I mean, we all kind of, it's a consensus that we think it's a decent trade, a good trade for both teams. If you think it's a bad trade, let us know. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then when the season's over, you could come yeah. and you could smack us in our face and say, man, I told y'all. I told y'all. Especially because we're, we're going to see this matchup in the playoffs maybe. So we're going to be able Hopefully. to see this. Hopefully. All right. All right. Well, let, let's get on to the next topic. Oh, my God. Damage. This All is right. crazy. The next trade. Sacramento right, so fans trade... did not like this. And this is you got. This is a philosophical thing because Trey Halliburton, he's a player in his second year. Trey Halliburton gets traded for Sabonis along with uh, Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday, um, all going over to the Kings. Um, Halliburton ending up in Indiana. And the reason why I'm saying this is a philosophical thing is because the Kings they trade away Halliburton, who's a guy in the second year. They tr uh, drafted him in the lottery. He's a guy who everybody thinks can be a potential franchise player. Everybody likes his acumen as a point guard. A Not everybody, but most, most. Most people. It's almost close to consensus. Everybody likes his current trajectory, the way that things are going, and only his second year. But they trade him for a guy who is good right now and is in his prime or entering his prime right now, who is giving you – uh, 25 and 12 almost every night. He's that kind of guy, Adamus Sabonis. And he's been doing that for the past three years. So the Kings, they trade a guy who's still developing for the most part for a guy who can give them 25 and 12 night in and night out. Ben, do you like the philosophical little change here? Because they do have De'Aaron Fox also in the in the backcourt, who's a little bit older than Halliburton, been in the league a little while. Um, are you a fan of the trade? Are you leaning one side here? Um, um, well, I think that for sure the Kings messed up by choosing to trade Halliburton over De'Aaron Fox. I think that Halliburton is your more traditional point guard. I mean, the last game that he played for the Kings, he put up 17 assists against the Thunder um, in a game which De'Aaron Fox did 17 assists. 
So they traded him when his value is pretty high. I know that the only reason it isn't consensus rolling is because of the Garzas, you know, the Garza brothers, uh, Marky, we, I spent about my whole morning, the morning <laughs> of this train, trying to convince this fool that I know that he hasn't seen Hallie Burton play much, but he is that franchise point guard, 17 assists. I mean, I know, I know that there's been guys in the, that are a flash in the past, but this guy was a star player for Iowa state, you know, an Iowa state team who, had a had a you know decent run, but you could see in college that he was that playmaker, the guy who could get other people involved. He's tall, he's tall for a point guard. I'm glad that he's out of Sacramento. I will say that. I think that they messed up because I think if you would have given him Fox, you would have gotten the same package. And Halle Burton with Sabonis, I would have liked more than De'Aaron Fox with Sabonis. Definitely. So that's where I think that the pace that the Kings went wrong is where they cho- when they chose you know, to trade Halle Burton over De'Aaron Fox. And they drafted another point guard, you know, the guy of Baylor, Mitchell, this past Mitchell, season, too. Mitchell, so Mitchell. Yeah. They're a very confused franchise. Good for Halle Burton. He's out of there. Rick Carlisle hopefully can develop him into a pretty good point guard over there in Indiana. Yeah, Halle Burton's one of those guys uh, that you had to have league pass, uh, either be a exactly. Kings fan or uh, just got to know about him. Uh, in order to have watched them. What about you, Ron? Uh, you're wearing purple, not so much uh, the Sacramento purple, but well, what do you think I about mean, this Halliburton trade? This trade was only in the in you know in the headlines because of you know because of the names, because of the potential that Halliburton has. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just a backroom trade. Nobody's you know there's no contention for these teams to make it, and you know. The, Halliburton's not going to add anything to the Indiana that's going to get them to that next level and, you know, vice versa. So bonus did debut last night. He had a hell of a game. Um, he had even his then, games 25 and 12, 25 and 10, something like that. Exactly, man. And and both teams aren't really going anywhere regardless of it. The only thing that I can think when Ben said was this is a player in his second year who didn't want to be there and wanted to get out was no he wanted Bob to be there he wanted to be there he wanted to be there i wanted him out of there I yeah wanted yeah. yeah he wanted to be he there so that's even worse for the kings they trade away a guy who wants to be there he wanted to be there but a second <laughs> year guy or i don't i don't know if this guy's in his second year because he's yeah, he's so in second. No, no 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 the guy that i'm gonna say my boy my new lebron that i said i was gonna start following my boy zion he's like yeah, a tricky he's like a trick go why can't I go? Oh, no, he's in his third year. I think, yeah, Zion is in his third year. But, yeah, yeah. it just a weird trade, yeah. like you said, backroom trade, just because neither team is going anywhere. But, yeah. you know, but the, the weird thing is the Kings could have drafted Sabonis, and they passed up, they passed him up, you know, for I forget who that's not even on the team anymore. So, yeah. it's the Kings are – you go there to the die. Gets me the what the Kings is, and I, I'm a. I, I guess I think the the Pacers won this trade because I like them getting Halliburton, a, a point guard who I think can be there for the next ten years for them if they play it right, and his trajectory keeps on going the way that it is. Is the Kings that they, they give up that potential in Halliburton for a guy in Sabonis that he's already giving you his best right now. I I, I don't know how much better Sabonis is going to get than what he is right now. He's a great player. He's a top 15, top 20 player in the league right now. But he's been that, and where have his teams gone? Like, I, I just think he he puts up a lot of numbers, and it's just been marginal impact. 
I don't know if the Kings are going to get another guy in the offseason, but for this season, like Ron's saying, it's not going to do much for them. It's just um, yeah, I mean, I'd rather keep the youth over making a move like that. And then you sent you sent Trey, man. You sent him to play with guys like Qu- Chris uh, Duarte, who we had last night on a Price Picks. You know who went off. Lance Stevenson is there. Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. So if if you're just picking a winner and a loser, I say Pacers definitely won this trade. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just close it with that. Yeah, we talking about sports consensus right there. Well, Pacers <laughs> won this trade. All right, so let, let's get on to the next trade. Let's get on to the next trade. And again, it is we talking about sports. This is an NBA pull up trade lines. Trade deadline special. I keep on wanting yes. to combine those words. From Texas. <laughs> All right, another another big trade, big name, definitely. CJ McCollum, 29, yes. 30-year-old guard, established in the league, around 20, 22 points per game career-wise. He is part of the or was a part of that backcourt with Damian Lillard that they only yielded, I think it was a second round um entrance once, I think. Um, or twice, a couple times they got to the second. They got to the Western Conference home. Finals, and they yeah. got swept. Okay, there you go. That was the worst. furthest they got, Western Conference yeah. Finals. He gets traded to the Pels in a pretty big deal, seven players total. Uh, McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell go to New Orleans, who are currently 10th in the West. Um, and Portland gets Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's uh, Shea Alexander-Walker's cousin. Thomas Sadoransky, Diddy Luzada, and three draft picks. Where do you guys lean on this one? Um, it's sad to see Damian Lillard and, and McCullum break up. I know that was a, a famed backcourt. A lot of guys liked it, but really didn't lead to, a lot to of championships or whatever. Yeah, it was one of those things that needed to happen. Uh, ben, what do you think about this, man? I'll, I'll, I'm just going to set it up for Ron real quick because he's talking about Zion. He owns a yeah. Pell's jersey. So, Ron. My my thing is this this move, and I think that they did get him a little cheap in CJ McCullum, bucket getter, twenty yeah. points a night. They already have Ingram. Ron, is this enough to entice Zion to want to stay? Uh, maybe for another year or two, but I mean, I don't think long term he wants to be there. He wants to go to a big market team, and I mean, yeah, I get where, get on the court and play. Yeah, exactly. I, I was just I was just about to say. I, get, I think he's sitting out to get traded, Roland. Can't be. He has to be kind of hurt, dude. And he's like 300 pounds. That That is dude, real trouble. Huge, but he's bro. not trying because he just wants to get traded. Shit. If I were him, I'd think otherwise. Having that weight on is not good. Yeah, I mean, just to just to answer your question, I mean, I think maybe it keeps him around, but is it anything that's going to really entice him to want to hit the gym, lose weight, you know, start doing the drills after <laughs> the practice, you know, put the donuts down on that? No. The Doritos. But- he's some Doritos commercials. But to your point, yeah, he's uh, the one with the Zach Levine and the Mountain Dew. But to your point, man, I mean, he can't really talk too much shit because he hasn't done anything on the court NBA-wise. I mean, he had that big game when he came back and was hitting three after three, you know, all that stuff like last year or something. But not a proven guy. Zion needs to get on the court. You never know. Can they make a run? Can they make it to the playoffs? Yes. For CJ McCollum, though, I mean, you want to go to a contend. I mean, if you're going to leave – Go to a contender, man. I know it's not up to him, but if I'm CJ McCollum, I'm probably t- telling myself, "Shit, I should just stay in Portland if I'm gonna go over here with the Pels because it's playing range." He really didn't go down or up in the standings. Yeah, not the it's same just, range this year. Yeah, I mean, maybe he gets to handle the rock. He gets out of uh, a little more. He gets out of Dame's shadow. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's 
another kind of wash trade, man. What do yeah. you think, man? Well, I, I kind of like. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I'm just gonna say in my last piece on this, I think that it's crazy that this this trade was structured around Josh Hart, and that's kind of where the value is for CJ McCullum at this point. Like we said, this was something that needed to happen probably two years ago, mm-hmm. if not, you know, longer than that. So the Pelicans tried a small market team. You know, they went out and got a yeah. 20 plus point score. They got CJ. They got Ingram. They got Valanciunas. They yeah. got Zion. Let's just put them all on the court. And that's not that bad of a team, bro. It's not. It's, 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 it's kind of like how the, it's how compared to the way the T-Wolves, you know, tried to build their team. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. bringing over D'Angelo Russell is kind of that game changer for them. True. Maybe CJ could be it for the Pelicans. You never know, man. I'm interested. Um, That's what I'll leave yeah. it on. I'm interested. There you go. What what it is? Uh, I guess I, I uh, I'll ask this to Roland. What does this do for the Blazers? You were t- at the beginning of the show. You opened with rebuild for the Spurs. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a huge guy for the Blazers. He's not the guy. Dame is the guy, obviously. But what does this mean for the Blazers, man? Getting yeah. guys like Josh Hart and yeah. But before before I answer the question, I, I will get to that. But I do kind of like it for the Pels because I think they get a consistent score in McCullum, and if they're going to be in that playing range, they're they're going to need another guy. They got guys like Devonte Graham. Currently, they they need a guy like CJ McCollum that they can count on with uh, Brandon Ingram there. So his scoring efforts don't go in vain every night. So kind of like it for the Pels. Uh, but anyways, to Portland. I do think they're kind of embracing the rebuild because, like Ben said, the the deal was centered around Josh Hart. They do get a 2022 protected first-round pick, so that means, like, if the – I think if the Pels finish one through four, they keep their pick, but otherwise it it, it goes to to Portland. One through four, I mean, like, they end up with one of the top four picks. They'll get to keep it, but um, otherwise Portland will get a a first-round pick for next year. Uh, But anyways – Portland's Who's the winner here? The, rebuild. Uh, the winner for me, I guess, right now would be the Pelicans because I think they get another guy who's going to help them immediately for their, I guess, their playoff race because maybe they're hoping for for Zion to come back at some point and they get in the play on they play in and they try and win. They're a team that's saying, "Hey, we're not done this year. We're going to try and win and trying to get McCullum." And they also do get Larry Nance and uh the guy mr the, the meme himself t- tony snell zero, zero, zero. uh they, i know they do get him um in this too so they, they they're gonna try and compete that's what it says for new orleans so i like that i think they win right now but uh portland they win in a sense because they're already heading in a new direction and you got to respect that when a team does that so uh right now i'm going to give it to the pelicans though because they're trying to compete this year and uh so what have you done for me lately kind of thing so i'll go for the pels Got you. Yeah, it freed up it freed up space for this summer for the Blazers to try and yeah. fix the situation, pair up a star with Dame. We'll see and what they do. I was gonna say with Dame, do you think Dame ends up staying? He says that he's sad to see him go, but he's still gonna stay with the Blazers. He's he loves the Blazers. That was his most recent statement this week. Do you think he ends his career Blazer? I don't know about Enz's career. I, let's see if he doesn't do the James Harden and get a guy like to come over and after a year, you know, dump him and bounce. <laughs> but he's going to have his choice of some guys this summer. Let's see if he can convince somebody to come play yes. with him. That'd be funny if he gets Paul George to go play with him. They have the coin for it. So let's see what yeah. he does. Yeah, very good point. What about you, Ron? Do you think he finishes his career real quick? Before nah, hell no, man. Hell no. This, this dude should have left two years ago, bro. I mean, <laughs> 
he's he gave up he gave up a lot of money i'm sure in that free agency two years ago to say like i'm from portland and this and that yeah bro and the next year he came out saying uh you know he was kind of taking back his words so i think two years ago he should have left i mean with guys like I mean, Ben McLemore and Nasir Little. Simons is okay, but he's, I mean, he's still young. Simons turning out to be a piece. Yeah, yeah, he's still super young. Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, you're not going to win with those guys, bro. Just bounce like CJ did. Go to a contender and just try to get <sighs> your re- and, and the only reason I'm saying that is because Dame's been in the league for a minute already. Yeah, he's, he's paid his dues. He has yeah. paid his dues. I mean, what else do you owe I, that's that team and that city, man? What I don't even. Do I don't even think we see Dame for the rest of the season. I think he's. Yeah, uh, hey, let's know. get the summer. Let's get the summer rolling. Yeah. Let's let me start recruiting and let's see what we can get doing. If nothing happens this summer, then y'all know I'm, I'm out, and y'all are gonna have to do right by me because, like Ron said, he's done everything he can for that city. Yeah, yeah, he should be out regardless. And they'll they'll I, do I, right I, by him. We've seen all these guys get their way, man. Look at Ben Simmons. He ended up with the fucking Nets. Yeah, like, no shit. Come on, yeah, bro. Yeah. After 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 Dame waved bye bye to Paul George when he hit that three over him, he should have just waved bye bye to Portland too and ended <laughs> on the fucking high note and rode out of there on that three because he got definitely and he's never had a win, a big win after that. Definitely a lot of big moments in Portland yeah. for for both of these guys, and it's probably gonna come to an end soon. Uh, at least uh, for one, it's already come to an end. We'll see about Dame later on. But moving on to the next trade or the next transaction uh, that yes. happened today. This was not, a watch bomb that big, nobody expected. Nobody not expected. Not that crazy of a trade. It, it was an unexpected one, though, as Ben is saying. Uh, for those of you guys who are who are watching us here on YouTube, uh, Porzingis and Dinwiddie are up here. Porzingis goes to the Wizards, and Dinwiddie goes over to – the Mavericks, so I guess, pair up with Luca in that backcourt. Uh, ben, you're a little surprised. Do, do you like this for either side, or are you just like WTF, I, WTF for both sides? I, I mean, the, the, the Washington Wizards need to sell some tickets. Porzingis in D.C., he kind of fits in with all those politicians, this foreign fuck. But Dinwiddie, <laughs> I don't think that he does much. We know that he wasn't liked much in the Wizards locker room. He said that he tried to be a voice when he got there. People didn't really take it too well. So he's just sitting back and playing basketball. Talking he had to get game. out of there. This is a salary dump for the Mavs. I think they're gearing up for the summer with this. Porzingis was hurt. They gear up every summer. I know. <laughs> I know. But they, they always gear up and they had that Porzingis contract in their hands. Now they don't have it. Dinwiddie, you looked up his contract. It was like three for 52. It's a little bit better of a deal. You know, they can go and get somebody this summer. And like I said, they, they've been playing well without Porzingis, and they were like, hey, we can finally get him off the books. Let's do it. Because he he's never – this is Often street injured clothes. when you need him. Yeah, this is street clothes, man, right here. Yeah. So, not yeah, much no, to I, it, just salary dump. Yeah, I agree with you. And you get a guy in Dinwiddie to – I mean, when he's been healthy, I mean, he's been a pretty serviceable player. Uh, you already know what the team can do when you got Luca there. So, I mean, they're going to get him help. I know it's more of a salary dump on getting Porzingis out of there. And I, I just like getting rid of a guy who's often injured um, in Porzingis. You can't really count on him, and you're paying him that much money. Uh, really can't have that happen. Uh, hopefully, it's healthier the rest of his career, but uh, unfortunately wasn't so for uh, Dallas. Uh, what do you think about this trade, Ron? Another uh, I mean, backroom right- trade? 
Yeah. Is this real help for Luca the God run? Is this real help or It's no? just, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just that's a shitload of guards, bro, for the Mavs. I mean, they have. Yeah. They already they got Jalen Brunson. They got, they got Jalen Brunson, Luca. Now they have, you know, Din, uh, Dinwiddie. Uh, Tim, Hardaway, Tim, Hardaway, yeah, Hardaway Jr. is still there. Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a power yeah, forward, but, you know, they don't really have a big guy. So they need a center, just, bro. I just don't know with some of these trades, man. I mean, you're just – you know what You know what the perfect word for this is? A lot of these trades feel forced, man. You know, they're just forced. Yeah. Uh, some of them are salary cap dumps, uh, but that's what happens when you get – Players who you pay a stupid amount of money to and they don't perform. I mean, we saw what was it? Was it like two, three years ago when guys like, um, was it was it? I, I might be wrong. Was it Parsons or who was that? Uh, yeah, Chandler, uh, Parsons. Parsons. Chandler Parsons. He guys recently like that? retired, dude. That guy. He and he got like a stupid fucking contract. From the Mavs. Yeah, yeah from he got the, the back. He got the yeah, back. dude. And it's just like I don't. I just don't know, man. I. I it just they going get paid back off to one season, point. they get paid off of yeah. the season, and just then you know, they going back to my point, man. I think that this just beat that it might be bad for the game, you know, it might be bad for the game paying these guys so much money and trying to do all these. Super <laughs> they, I mean, nah, you just you got to pay guys, not every guy's gonna pan out. No, watch, look, okay, look, last year, okay, last look. The NBA is turning kind of turning into the fucking MLB where players are getting traded all the time. We talked about it last week when uh, the Memphis Grizzlies were had like a special at the arena where if you showed up in another player's jersey, they gave you a free John Moran jersey or a free, you know, a player's team. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you want to build your squad and you and that's the only way that you're going to get fans involved. If you keep rotating these players around, how are you going to create a fan base? And creating a fan base is what is what creates, you know, uh, money and finances for the league. If you have all these players moving around, you're going to have fans being like, ah, it's all about the money. These guys are prima donnas. They don't give a fuck. You know, so I think all this is is is, is bad for the game. And going back to my point, I don't know if we see this. You know, much longer. We might see the draft having a lot more. You know, get it, get a lot more serious. I I agree. And far as the, the draft will always maintain some value. It's it's kind of weird that it's only two rounds in the NBA, but it's different because there's only five five guys on the starting lineup. But yeah. you know, the player movement to me, I don't think it's so bad, Ron. I, you know, there's a lot of short term contracts in the NBA. We see a lot of guys with one to two year deals, one year yeah. with a two uh, two year opt in. And, you know, player movement, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's as bad um, as, as you think. Um, you, it's getting there. You're going to miss on some guys. You're, you're going to miss on some guys. Not every guy is going to turn out to be um, what, what you think he is off of one or two seasons that, you, that you're, you know, paying him in free agency, like some of these guys that we are seeing here traded. Like both of these guys, uh, Dinwiddie gets paid in free agency uh, from the Nets off of um, a year that he had. I mean, from the Nets, from the Wizards off of a year that he had with the Nets. Average yeah. 21 points a game that year gets paid. Uh, Bubble is injured um, much of the next year. Um, and then Porzingis, he had a couple good years or a year or two with the, the Knicks, got hurt. Mavs signed him, hoping that he gets back to what he was, and it didn't, didn't work out. But uh, player movement, I don't know. I, I'm I'm fine with it. Soccer, you see a lot of guys move teams, and you know, uh, fans are dedicated to the team. 
Uh, you just want to see your team, for me at least, the, the way that I stay engaged is um, as long as I see my team's trying something, uh, I'll be engaged. Like, as long as they're not staying on the sidelines, like your Lakers staying on the <laughs> sidelines, not doing anything, I'll, I'll be happy with my squad yeah. and, and yeah, I'll, well, I'll stay, stay repping the black and silver. Por Porzingis wasn't the answer, and they had been shopping him yeah. for a while. They just hadn't been able to get rid of him. They finally pulled the trigger. Yeah, I mean, he's not a – I mean, going on the other side of the coin, he's not a terrible fit for the Wizards who have guys like Bradley Beal and some other smaller guards. And, you know, maybe getting a big man, even though he doesn't play the typical center position, you know, he does put up the three a lot as well. You can't really hate that move. Uh, so I think they're going to hope for him to play. They're going to hope for him to play because they just traded uh, Montrez Harrell. Look, uh, look at his face, though. He looks like he belongs in D.C., bro. That's like, why I picked that picture right there, bro. He because looks... he's like, what the fuck just happened? I was just with my boy Luca over here. <laughs> so now what I got to go watch what, what, but... what else we got? Let's, yeah, let's get to Roland's team because been, he's been talking shit about the Lakers. So, hey, let's, let's, go, let's, <laughs> well, go yeah, Mr., well, let's go to Mr. Rebuild over here. I miss a rebuild, and, and that's fine. I'll take it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's a good rebuild because I think these moves today, to me at least, confirms that the Spurs are loading up for the draft this year. They're, they've already, they're including the pick that they have with the moves that they've made today. They have three picks in this draft, so they traded Derek White to Boston for Richardson, or is it Josh Richardson? And uh, Romeo Langford and a 2022 first-round pick, and they also trade Thaddeus Young and Drew Eubanks, um, Thaddeus Young really hadn't been playing much. They traded him to Toronto for Goran Dragic and a 2022 first-round pick. Dragic more than likely going to get bought out, so we're not going to see him suit up for the Spurs. Um, second time that's happened in his career, uh, from what I was reading, uh, that he's been traded to the Spurs and doesn't end up playing. So wow, I'm dude. fine with it as a fan, embracing the rebuild. We were talking about it off-air. I'd much rather my franchise commit one way or the other. Either they're going to compete hard and they're going to sell out and try and get players. Um, in the NBA, you know, you talk about teams that sell out, like, you know, the, the Nets have been doing it, the Lakers, all the process. Uh, of the process, you know, they, they sell out or, you know, you do the process. Um, and I'm fine with that. It looks like the Spurs are opting to do that. Oh, what the heck's going on here? Ben, what do you think about that tweet? That yeah, you're a you're a you're a Twitter guy at yeah. Big Pop Forty Four. Uh, what do you I'm, think about that tweet that Murray posted out there? Specifically, man? Twitter. I mean, he put it says the WTF with the with the Kevin Hart gift, but <laughs> I don't. I just don't think that he expected Derek White to get traded. Um, I think that he expected to possibly you know shoot for that playing game. He's a guy who's a first year All Star. He feels like the team is on his shoulders. He obviously wants them to succeed. And this trade and trading Derek White, I mean, I don't know who exactly is going to jump into the starting lineup in his spot. I don't know if it's going to be Vassell, you know, one of their recent first-round mm -hmm. draft picks, um, or who it's going to be. But they're Devin clearly Vassell. just trying to get that playing time for the younger guys, uh, get those Primo. Accum Primo, accumulate those draft picks, and try and go off this summer in the, in, the, in the NBA draft, which is a pretty good draft, you know, from most people's perspectives. Yeah, I mean, you got guys like Keldon Johnson also there. Zach Collins, who was decent with the Blazers, but barely total, started playing this month. Yeah, total, total rebuild. Uh, Lonnie Walker, who a lot of guys liked as well. Been a big whiff this year. Can't come through, huh? <laughs> hey, Pop, no. okay. Let's go to Pop. Ben, what do you think about 
pop it's situation interesting. Now because I know because I know Rowan's I know Rowan's gonna have a have a take on it. So so we're gonna hold that to then. But what I do you think about Pop? I mean, two oh. years ago, last year, he was we we thought that he was gonna retire. We thought that he was done. You know, once the Tony Parkers left and the manager Nobles, and he tried a couple years and it was just wasn't working. So what do yeah. you think now? What does it's, Pop do? It's surprising to see him. You know, this at this stage in his career, old as hell, Pop. Um, you know go for the rebuild because that's clearly what's happening. So to see him, you know, embracing the rebuild, do I think that he sticks around? I mean, I don't know, but you know, this, uh, this had to have been run by him. You know what I mean? They wouldn't do pop this dirty. So they definitely ran it by him and it is a rebuild. You, you don't accumulate this many first round draft picks unless it is a rebuild. Um, that's what this is. And Roland was calling for it, you know, for about a year ago. They just got to go full on tank mode, get one of these premier draft picks, you know, top 10 guys like they had in the past. That's what made the Spurs, you know, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, those top, those top picks. I like it. Very true. your cornerstone of your, of your franchise, hopefully. And, you know, like they get, they get three guys and to, to answer your, your question, Ron, um, on the pop thing. I think Pop's whole thing this year has just been to to leave the Spurs in a better place when he does decide to leave. Because I, I think it's pretty much known that he's going to walk away. If it's not this year, it's for sure going to be next year. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going to be around for the the rebuild uh, whenever that happens. Um, it, it's probably going to be like I said this year or next year that he walks away, and he's just trying to get them set up. Like he doesn't want to leave them with a, a roster in turmoil. He's trying to get them as many drop picks, like we're saying here, or like we're seeing here, and trying to get them ready to rebuild as, as soon as possible. And it's unfortunate for DeJounte, because like Ben's saying, he's having a career year. He's an all-star. He's gonna be the only Spurs representative at All-Star Weekend I, this year. Finally, too, um, though. Like so it's been DeJounte Murray for having a it's, great year. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not probably it's probably not gonna lead to much, but Hopefully, with these three picks, one of them is a top three pick I'm hoping for, crossing my, my fingers. Hopefully, we get one of these top three picks, and maybe this guy can be an instant impact person. Like, we're seeing uh, Evan Mobley impact the game uh, for Cleveland. I know they've done a bunch of other things with their roster, and it's not just them drafting Mobley, but it's a start. And if you get a guy like that to pair with DeJounte Murray – you have something to work with along with the young guys that they have and Keldon Johnson and, and Vassal, who I think are going to be around for a little while for the Spurs to We're, go there with DeJounte. Portal? Portal? So I have hopes, but you just got to hope for the draft, and hopefully uh, they, they do some work there. Because We were talking the about – first time in a while that I've been excited about a Spurs draft when you talk about three potentially in the top 20 um, this yeah. year. And, and, and we didn't even – we haven't even talked about it. Well, we did a little bit off-cam, but – what do you think about the players that they got? Is there any value there, you know, with Richardson, with Langford? Roland, do you like any of those guys? I think Roland froze on us. Maybe. Throw? Oh, yeah. I was like, man, he's not even moving. No, no, I don't can hear you. Okay. Hear you. Uh, My headphones just died. Oh, okay. Uh, what we were it, saying was like, do you like any of the players that the Spurs got in the trade, but Richardson or Langford? Uh, I mean, Richardson's pretty good. I mean, he's a a forty percent three point shooter. I think I saw a stat going around. He's thirty nine percent on the year, so he's a guy who can step in and, and hit the occasional three, but nothing that moves the needle. 
You know, it's nothing that's going to, you know, keep the Spurs um, floating around the, the nine or the 10 spot. But yeah. How was that game? How was that game that you went to last week? Uh, compliments of uh, Big Pat 44 down here. It was pretty nice. I can't can't complain at all. The the tickets oh, yeah. were very 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 well situated. Uh, had a good view. Uh, got to see a good team. Um, I think uh, I want to say that the Heat they were fully staffed. They didn't have anybody anybody out for the night. So I got to see Jimmy Butler. I got to see Bam Adebayo. Uh, nice. it, was, it was a good night. The the Spurs they didn't really compete. Uh, I did take the the Heat in the second half while I was there. So. I nice. kind of faded the Spurs while I was watching them because I, I kind of had the the sense that they weren't going to come out in, in the second half and compete and the and I won a little bit while I was there. So one 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 good thing about a rebuild is that is that seats will be cheap if it's your yeah, home team. Seats might be cheap the rest of the year. Hey, hey Roland, is it a little bit bittersweet because you were calling for the rebuild that finally I know Spurs fans have been waiting for Dejounte Murray to take this jump because, you know, they've been seeing it for the last two, three years, and maybe it took, a, you know, an extra year for him to finally take the jump, but he's finally the guy, and then they commit to the rebuild. Um, does that how, – how do you feel about that? I, don't know. I mean, it's I think it's, it's bittersweet in the sense that, yeah, DeJounte Murray did take that next step, and it's kind of going to be in vain because the team's not going to win very many games, but – that's like very that's a very small percentage of what i'm feeling right now as a fan because like i said earlier i i'd very much rather the spurs commit to you know saying hey we're going to rebuild we're going to try and accumulate some young talent that can eventually help us turn this thing around and get us back to you know that those 21 straight years of making the playoffs you know having the the best winning percentage in, in basketball over the past couple of years so uh, trying to get back to that, and I think this is the way you do it. But uh, Dejounte Murray, hopefully, the, the turnaround is um, quick because we we do have him for, under contract for the next couple of years, um, and don't want to lose him um, and, and not have anything to show for oh, it. Hope, but hopefully, it's a Darius Garland situation. It's a quick rebuild. You know, they get those pieces around him and let Murray uh, succeed. Yeah, because Murray—he's a good player, and he's going to be a guy that's sought after too. If, if the Spurs don't don't watch out, yeah. he's going to be a guy that people look at and try and add on their team. He's and you know the thing that's scary—he is signed to to Clutch Sports. He is signed to LeBron oh, Sports shit. Agency. Oh, so got, yeah. Gotta gotta watch out for that. The the writing might Mur be Murray for Russ this summer, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you never know. You know what, dude? I, I would. Uh, I like Russell Westbrook. I, I liked him from his days in uh, OKC. But if that were to happen, I would, I would die of a heart attack wherever yeah. I'd be. But damn, man, those all right. So that was that was pretty much the trade. Uh, the trade action. Uh, a lot of a lot of backroom trades. Obviously, the blockbuster was Harden to Simmons. Uh, other than that, man, I mean, it was just a show that we had to do. There was a lot of info. Uh, you know, a lot of trades. Um, and it's fun, you know, it's fun. I know I kind of said it that I don't like to see players move around a lot, but Hey, at the end of the day, it is what it is. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't see, I, I'm tired of seeing Kyrie with all his money, man. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, any last takes that you guys have on this, on, on this, on this trade That's deadline? All I got. I'm ready to see the second half of the season play out. And I just really hope we get that 76ers against Nets seven-game playoff series, bro. That would be 
intense. That would be ben, great. Ben play. Simmons visiting Philadelphia when, and I they ah, do play, yeah. the, the Nets do play the 76ers in Philly, you know, like the first week of March. People are already saying Ben Simmons isn't gonna play in that game. We'll see. Um yeah. but I would love to see him go in there for a playoff series. That shit would be that would be a movie. You think Simmons has been has been uh you know, Rick Ross and Kobe, like, she ain't see me shooting in the gym. <laughs> nah, hell the nah. He's not coming back with no Jimmy, because hell yeah. no. Nah. They're uh, talking about it's going to take him some time to get back, and yeah. they're trying to get him back to playing this season. So we we won't see him till probably mid-March after the Nets visit the Sixers in Philadelphia, guaranteed. Yeah, he'll come right, right, for, like for that. That's uh, all I got, though, about the trade. Yeah. Day. That's it, bro. I'm excited for it. Let's see, you know, what happens. Pretty much the only thing we're going to look forward to is, just like Ben said, the Harden and the Philadelphia and the Simmons situation and see how that ends up. That was a blockbuster trade. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, follow us, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, everything. Comment, you know, let us know if we know what we're talking about. Let us know if you totally disagree with what the hell we're talking about. Uh, and just drop some comments, man, and let's, you know, create a little yeah. community here and Hey, we're just four dudes from Texas from yeah. RGV. Sunday, no, Sunday, no, be four dudes, right? Roland, Sunday Super Bowl podcast. Sunday, or what? Sunday, we got the Super Bowl podcast. We're gonna put a cap on our season long Sunday sit down. Hey. Sunday morning sit down. This long journey. It's been a fun journey. Been a fun yes. journey. We started at week one, and we've been going in, and we've even thrown in some Thursday night football along the way. But yeah, it all comes to an end. The reason why we've been doing it, it's a Super Bowl. Bengals, Rams, LA, yes. second home team to play just right after the, the Bucks did it play in Tampa. That's crazy. Remember the Cowboys as, talked about potentially playing in uh, Jerry Road to put up. As a thank you, man, as a thank you to everybody who's watching, we're going to do a little contest for the Super Bowl. It's uh, 10 questions. We're going we're gonna to cut a little promo for it, so it'll be up on all our social media uh, platforms. We will give out, you know, a couple prizes, you know, maybe like a little, I don't know. Ben, I like that shirt that you're wearing, though. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll give away a t-shirt. for. We'll yeah. do a Super Bowl prop contest. We'll put for out the fun. link. We'll yeah. fill out ours live Sunday. Ten props for the Super Bowl to keep everybody engaged. Yep. Um, you know, looking for something to look forward to. Got to have the, the national anthem on there. <laughs> definitely a problem but we're Point gonna flip national anthem or mandatory and gatorade color mandatory mandatory so be on the lookout for that guys uh everybody who always listens our top fans thank you very much for continuing to listen to us if you're new please like please subscribe show us some love thank you for listening to us and we appreciate all the love Join the contest, win a free t-shirt, rock a little we talking about sports swag, represent, you know, take a picture with it, whatever it is. Uh, we enjoy it, man. We love, we love, love, love the fan interaction. That's what we love the most. So thank you guys for everything. We'll see you all Sunday. Yeah, see you guys on Sunday. Peace. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about yes. Not a game, not a game. Me. Bam, bam. Me, man. Not a game. Slap that place you scored 30. What are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here.